There has been a resurgence of Limp Biscuit, uh, like aficionados, nostalgia. I think. Not for me. I never had any kind of connection to that, but the people who were really into it before and then were embarrassed by it are now like, see, it's kind of cool that we were into it's it. It's kind of cool. I don't know. So I, I got invited to this thing called Music League, which yeah. is an app on your phone yeah. that you can play for free. Um, and you could join a bunch of different leagues where you could just make your own league yeah, and invite your friends. And we should do this for IOLTS. Yeah, but yeah. um, there's a different prompt each week. And what you do is you copy a Spotify link. Yeah your answer whatever song you choose you copy that link and you post it into the music league app and then it creates a playlist yeah and then after like a day or two you have you vote yeah and it's all anonymous until no the voting way. is finished right? yeah yeah it's that's really cool fun. that's and cool we got to do that one one of the prompts like three weeks ago was a guilty pleasure song yeah and then last week was what's the worst song ever recorded? <laughs> and the number two, like I'm in this league with like thirty some odd, there's like thirty seven people. Yeah. The number two most voted song was Nookie. <laughs> that was the second uh, worst song. Oh, that's great. What was and the worst honestly, song? Honestly, I I can't even remember what the worst yeah, song so was. It really was the. Are these people you know that you're in the league with? Of the 37 people, I know five of them, six of them. Were you invited by somebody else? I was invited by okay. the guy that started it. Gotcha. Okay. So you, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. In, invited is a loose term. He had put it on his Instagram story and so I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got to do that for IOTOS. I'd like to see. The... We could just do that just in general. Yeah. I bet I could get a bunch of people in that. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> we, do, we should. Yeah, we should do that. It's pretty it fun because really you fun. get to like you can like comment on people's songs and yeah. stuff. Like like the like somebody put "Achy Breaky Heart" and I was like, "My culture is not your fucking <laughs> worst song ever." You know, yeah, it's not the worst song there's ever. A, That's a great. There's song. a little chat feature yeah. inside the the group, so yeah. there's a lot of chit chatter during the week, and it's fun when because all the people that I know are the people that are really participating a lot and they're all like really funny so it's just fun to listen to them but it it has been a long time since i've thought of limp biscuit yeah you know what i mean yeah and uh and that was i've been forced to think about limp biscuit more because people sharing i guess they're back on tour and stuff and fred durst has like a perm now or something and he dresses like an old man and like i just see people sharing pictures and videos of him on Twitter and stuff. I don't uh, like that. You don't I like don't, it? I don't like that. I don't like that there's <clears throat> any kind of continued presence of Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Like, I tend to be like, oh, whatever floats your boat. But you got to draw a line somewhere. It's like, you know what yeah, I mean? they're, they're like in the sublime category for me of like, that's just garbage. They're worse than sublime. I, I think they might be worse than sublime. Yeah. 
They're worse like, because yeah. they're like actively like they were actively malicious. Yeah. Like their fans are like <laughs> bad people, you know. Yeah, yeah I watched Dog ninety nine. Yeah, did you watch the documentary on that? Yeah. Um, I and did. it was I like did. every single shot was like and then Fred Durst came out. And then this motherfucker Fred Durst came out. Yeah, and everything was fine until Fred Durst came on stage. Yeah, and then you Fred Durst. French jumped in it. Yeah, it's like, how how was he not in jail for that? <laughs> God. The first red hat. The what? Yeah, the, yeah. We could draw a line between his red hat and Trump's red hat. That's right. The red hat to red hat pipeline. Um, there's these. So we have a there. There's different stores in the region that we play Magic at. And one of the yeah. stores is out in bumfuck middle of North Carolina that we guys or what, eastern North Carolina. Um, but everybody at that store is a bunch of dudes that uh, bald, beard, beard is high on the head, like high. You know Ooh. what I'm talking about? Like up to the above the hairline. I, you're making that um, part up just to quit from hurting my feelings. No, it's okay. no, no. Keep but going. it is Shaved it is there. Beard. I, and 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 like Fred Durst Limp Biscuit hat like flat bill hat mm-hmm. and like they all look they all look exactly the same there's like four of them there and they all get really <laughs> angry when you beat them so i call that place the fred durst cosplay store so like yeah we're going to the fred durst cosplay store so you know it's that one sick yeah i like the yeah, i like I the sounds of it yeah yeah, yeah it's great. i should probably be fred durst for <laughs> halloween one year you could do it i've yeah. got the jinkos i could probably reap like my ears used to be pierced yeah I could trim my beard down to a chin strap. To the strap, yeah. And keep rolling, rolling. Really, rolling. like, yeah. If you if you did the jinkos and the hat, that's all you need because people would know who you are if you had the red hat. Like pulled, you got to pull it down over your ears like a dumbass, you know. You got to get the lids yeah. special that like the new yeah, era yeah, fitted. Yeah, the new era fitted, but too big. You want it big so that it comes down over your ears, you know? Like, oh, for it's sure. Weird, yeah. like flat. Maybe I'm gonna flex fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I miss those. I miss those. Yeah, I miss wearing hats. Now that I got long hair, my head's so big already that when I grew my hair out, my hair is too voluminous to wear a hat. It just pops up on like it like this. It'll be like this that on my is, forehead. Like I've never been. I've never been so bullied. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have said I didn't say content warning, trigger warning. I'm gonna talk my about my hair long hair. Is it's so, so... voluminous. <laughs> I didn't mean to attack you uh, like that, but yeah, my just... my beautiful locks. It's such a problem. My, when it's I de- problem. when I decided at middle age to grow my hair back out. Hey, look, it's a real problem for me. Okay, I can't wear hats. All right, so. I can wear nothing but a, a rice, a rice sun hat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You catch me over here looking like Raiden. Yeah, that's all I can. That's that's all it'll fit on my head. You know, so voluminous. So voluminous. It's just a problem. You wouldn't understand it, but you know. Oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. There I go again. Right. There I go no. again. <laughs> No, I'm happy for you, you Thanks. know. We gotta, if we're not real friends if we can't take joy in each other's, you know, kind of like yeah, unearned privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my hair privilege. I just take it for granted all the time, all the hair privilege. That's the name That's of the episode. The thing hair, about privilege. Hair privilege. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, so funny.
voluminous. It's so voluminous. I can't find any hat that fits my head. I can't. Look, my head's already I big. used to wear hats all the time. I have a whole closet. Right here, there's a whole... Right there, there's a closet full of hats. Full of hats. Including my signed big boy hat. Uh, signed, you know, I met big boy that time. Signed the hat for me. Yeah. It's so voluminous. It's so all right. Voluminous. Yeah. Sorry. So what, no, what's the hype, dude? My hi- all right. So my hype is I'm gonna go with mine because mine's not gonna mine's gonna pale in comparison to yours. What I assume yours. This is, is just like the last um, episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I I've been winning a lot at Magic lately. So playing a lot of Magic, winning a lot of Magic. I've gone through a period there where I wasn't winning a lot, and uh, top eight in RCQ with like. 30 people a couple weeks ago and beat like all my bad matchups to get there, like worked my ass off, uh, immediately lost in top eight, which sucked. But like, I at least like proved myself in that room. I was playing a deck that like the deck that I play that, that tournament, a lot of people look down on and like, Oh, it's not very good. And this and that. And I whooped their asses with it. So that hey. felt good. Yeah. Hey. And then, uh, this weekend I, I went undefeated in the two events I was in. It's pre-release weekend. That's when they, uh, the new set's coming out. So you get to play with this cards before they come out. Like it's the first time you this can play with the, them. See, this is why, like, <clears throat> I, I mean, my, I, I don't think it's anything different or new or special, but I think you're, I mean, my theory of the type of player you are is like, you're a good player because every time it's a draft yeah. or it's a new stuff or whatever, that's when you shine. It is. Yeah. It's about the game. It's not about just the deck. Yeah, that is kind of you my know, an yeah. ability to play. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's I a guess play, it is. Play on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't. I don't give myself enough credit for that. Maybe. Um, no. I do. I do tend to do well when it's like new stuff and new, and people don't haven't figured it out and this and that. And mm-hmm. so we had the events this weekend, and I went undefeated in both of them. One of them is like the the championship event. It's like the competitive one for the weekend. So it's the one that like pays out more, and it's more of the better players play. And I beat three of the best players in the room to make the top four and won the event. Like I, I hey, and that's I won. won. Yeah, I won that one, and I won the last one that they did this this thing. So I'm like back to back champ for the pre releases, like because oh I did I God, won like a month and a half ago. <laughs> it's I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but I did get my picture made. It's a dinosaur set, so I got a picture made with the T Rex. There's a bit T Rex on the wall. Did you take your shoes off? I did. Yeah, I always got to take my shoes off. That's my take the shoes off, show the shoes in the pick. People are always like, "Why do you take your shoes off?" I'm like, "Cause I got nice shoes." Yeah, look look at these shoes. They, they, they don't take. They don't do full body shots for magic for a good reason. But <laughs> yeah, I get the shoes. But I got I got my picture made with the T Rex this time because they had the decorations up for the set, which was a it's a dinosaurs versus pirates set. Okay. Really. Dinosaurs, pirates, vampires, and merfolk. Okay. Dinosaurs, pirates, vampires, and, and merf- what? Merfolk. Like mermaids, mer people, fish people. <laughs> okay, okay. It's also got a South uh, uh, South American theme to it, so it's based on like pre-colonial it's racist. <laughs> it's like based on like pre-colonial South American culture. Um, yeah. So it's anyway. I got the picture made with the dinosaur picture with the dinosaur on the wall, and uh, yeah, I'm holding my shoes up and the, my winnings. I want a dragon promo that's like worth some money. Dragon Lord of Tarka. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna drop that picture down in the uh in the IOL too. Yeah, I, I will. I will do that. You brave enough? Oh I will. I'm proud of it. Um yes, yeah, so I did right. that. And uh 
So that's been good. And uh, we're, we're leading up to uh, the big regional championship is in December. That's like the big event for the year for us. That's the one I qualified for Where last it? year. It's in Atlanta. Uh, it's in when? Atlanta every year. It's uh, the weekend before Christmas. So it's a weekend after okay. you're around, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's um, why I was asking. Yeah, so I'll be here when you're here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's the big event. So we're, we're, like, training right now for that, practicing for it. And so I want to keep the, like, winning vibe. Winning leads to winning. So I'm trying to keep those vibes going on into that. Ooh, I didn't, listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know Get him you in know a locker true. room. Winning leads to winning, everybody. I Thank you. I'm out. Um, you can't win <laughs> if you're losing. Yeah. You got to win to win. You got to uh, win to beat the others. <laughs> yeah. The person, the team that has the most points wins the game. Um, yeah, so I'm not actually qualified for that event, but I'll go because I came really close and didn't get the qualifier. But they have last chance qualifiers at the event. So I'm going with my friends that did qualify, and I'll be trying the day before to get the qualification for that event the next day. Get that wild card. Get the wild card spot. So trying to get that. If I don't get the wild card spot, it's okay because there's a giant other event that you don't have to qualify for. You can just play in the next day. So there's things for me to do. But we're looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. That's kind of my hype still out too. Uh, My other thing is that uh, my cat, Veruca, that uh, has had the health problems, she's the reason we couldn't go to Boston um, because she was sick and she's having uh, gastrointestinal stuff. She's doing really good. So she's doing oh. great. She's doing great. Uh, that's 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 my other hype is she's, you know, she's 17 years old and she's old. Well, she and fucking she's, damn well be doing pretty good because you know the district slept alone that night. I did. You know yeah. Well, I missed Death Cab for her, so uh, that's how much I love <laughs> yeah. her. Uh, you better. I bet you remind her of that every day. I do. I'm like, you're so selfish, uh, getting sick like that. Maruka, uh, I love you, but don't forget, <laughs> I fucking missed that fucking show for you. That show, damn it. Uh, she's, I never thought I'd be excited about an animal pooping a lot, but like, that's the problem is she wasn't pooping. Now she's pooping again regularly. We all celebrate when she poops now. It's great. It's fantastic. My life is, this is my life. Uh, she also just begs for food all day now. Um, so that's funny, but, uh, I feed her little snacks all day and, uh, she's, she's happy and she wants 17 years old as a cat, 17 years old. And she's, she's doing good. She's talking all the time and sitting in my lap and she wants to be on my lap all the time. So she'll Damn. be, she'll be up at the door crying in a minute. Cause I, I shut her out of the office to record. So, but yeah, she's doing good. But yeah, that's, that's my hype. So what's, what's your hype? Well, I think most people <laughs> listening to this already know, but I'm, I completed the Grand Slam challenge yesterday. Yeah. Or no, two days ago. You you had alluded to this in the past episode that you were going for the Grand Slam this year, right? Or yeah. You, it was so a possibility. Um, in Masters weightlifting, you know, uh, so once you turn thirty-five, you're a Masters weightlifter, and there's there's like basically for Americans, there's four major competitions in the year. There's the Howard Cohen American Masters competition these are in ascending in order of difficulty it's howard cohen and then masters national championships mm-hmm. and then masters pan-american championships and then the masters world championships and if you do if you win gold medal in all four of those meets in one calendar year you win a grand slam yeah and wow it is not easy <laughs> um <laughs> I can't imagine. But basically, 
it basically the question is, can you win a world championship? Right. Because that's the hardest. And if you can win a world, if you can win a world championship yeah. and you can stay healthy, yeah. then like theoretically you should be able to win all the other ones. Yeah. But the way that the calendar is structured, it goes national championships, Pan American championships, world championships, and then the Howard Cohen. Yeah. So the easiest one comes last, last you okay. know. But like the hardest one is third and it comes it doesn't come until, you know, August. Yeah. And um so I I I set the goal at the beginning of the year. This is the first time, I'll be honest with you, this is the first time I set a goal. Yeah. That I wasn't 100% sure I was going to be able to achieve. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like most of the time I've been like, "Oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this." Knowing pretty well like yeah, I should be able to do it. This one is the first time. But like, I don't know, man. I might not. I might not yeah. make it. Um, and I've I've been updating along the year. Yeah, <laughs> you know that I've won this or that. It was really the biggest stress was the world championships. Am I going to yeah. be able to win the world championships? So the time between August and now has not been that stressful about whether or not I'm going to be able to win. Um, but there has been some slight stress, which I'll get to now. Pause. Okay. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, sure. Pause it. All right, I'll be yeah. right back. All right, so you said there's some stress leading up to the uh, the last event. So the uh, <clears throat> the difference between this meet and every other meet. Was that this one? Since this one was in Nashville, yeah, it's the first time I will have I ever had any family show up. Oh wow! So like my dad, my yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, sure. What the fuck? Okay. Um. Cool. All right, we're on. So your dad was there. My dad, my stepmom, my sister, my nephew. Wow. Two of my cousins. One, two, three of my friends. Yeah. Two of them had kids with them. There was like 10 people there. Did they come up from Knoxville? They came up from Knoxville. How far it is it from Lebanon, Knoxville to Nashville? Was, I, mean, I mean, it's it should be two and a half hours okay, driving. That's not too bad. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. It's not too bad. PK lives in Nashville. He yeah. was there. I saw he sent a picture to the, uh, to the grotto. Group. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made a snide um, comment to it and nobody laughed. So, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I'm funny. I was. I have, you know, I mean, I, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna get somewhere with it, if we're really gonna get vulnerable here, I, I tell you, I've had a hard time accepting love most of my life. I think. Yeah. So when people are trying to be supportive of me, yeah, it really stresses me out more than helps me out. Yeah. And in the past couple of years, I've been trying to let some of that go, try to be a little mm -hmm. bit different. You know what I'm saying? And it was, this was the big test. Yeah. Am I gonna, you know, am I gonna, am I gonna kind of like be so freaked out by the fear of maybe disappointing them Yeah. that I create that? Yeah. Or am I gonna just let it go and do what I came to do and just be happy that they're there to get to finally witness something that I've been doing for damn near 14 years now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and on um, top of that, this is the quote-unquote easy event. 
but you don't want right. to blow this it. Is, you know, it's that's the yeah, exactly. that's the perfect setup for failure. Is like, oh, this is an easy <laughs> one, so I'm just gonna like coast through this or whatever, and like that's yeah. when you that's yeah. when you lose, right? Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And and to be honest with you, I went into it, physically. I went into it thinking, okay, well, I kind of did my best in in, in Poland. You know, yeah. what I mean, that was the one that yeah. I like physically gotten ready for. And this one, I took month of September off. I I started working. Working back in October, but I was like, I don't think I'm like quite there, yeah. you know. And this is a little bit inside baseball, but basically, I figured I'd open light. I'd open light to make sure because I was gonna win on my first lifts. If I make my first snatch and my first yeah. clean and jerk, I win. Yeah. So then, you don't want to go too heavy because if it's like risky. I mean, what if you miss? Yeah, yeah. And then you start to freak out. And you're and like, oh, like, oh, God, oh, God I got to do it about to miss? Yeah. Am I going to bomb out at the yeah. easiest one? And, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if it's too light, it's kind of like, well, you're, you're the, the kind of like the adrenaline of competition is going to mean that I'm going to lift it at a certain speed no matter how heavy it is. Yeah. So I could right. over pull it and miss behind if it's too light. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to yeah. walk a tightrope of like, what's the lightest I can do where it's still heavy enough to kind of like feel like a real repetition out there. Yeah. But also I have a certain number that I'd like to try to get to for my third attempt. And there's only so many kilos you can jump between, between attempts not according to the rules, but just according to like what is normal. Yeah. Because there's a reason you don't make huge jumps, and that's because like it's such a surprise to the body <clears throat> mm-hmm. that you you mess it up. Yeah. And um. So anyway, there was a yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot to think about. Plus the fact that I had kind of let loose a little bit after world championships and i i needed to make weight again so i had to sit in the sauna i sat in a bathtub friday night sat in the sauna on saturday morning and then went and weighed in and and um it turned out that it helped that my family was there well that's good yeah cool and i i made bigger jumps in this i made 10 kilo jumps in the snatch usually i make five kilo jumps at most, wow. you know, it could be yeah. as small as three kilo jumps, but that's a 22 pound jump between one and two. And I, I, I attempted a weight on my third snatch that I have not attempted in over two years wow. and I made it. Wow. And then, and then, I, and then I did the same fucking thing in the clean and jerk. <clears throat> I attempted a weight that I have not even tried in over two years and I made it and I went six for six. I set a lifetime PR in my total, which is how much weight if you add both <clears throat> lifts together. Mm-hmm. I I broke <clears throat> seven records for that competition itself. I broke five national records. I won the Grand Slam. I won best lifter overall for my age group. I fucking destroyed just, that competition. Just shit on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you national record meaning like you are the bet like you've lifted the most of that thing, like of that weight. Or 
for your for group? uh for the for my age group yeah 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 like so nobody's the, ever done it in, before in competition um no recorded no yeah. that's not to say there's not people that have the potential to do it yeah but it has to be done at a drug tested national meet yeah that's incredible so uh yeah it was, it was awesome. nuts because like i was just sitting there weighing and i'm buddies with the guy that's like the yeah. super heavyweight that was won the super heavyweight division yeah and he's like hey man i think you you know if you lift well today you got you got some records that you can break and i was like i haven't even looked at him you yeah. know i was like i don't i never thought to even look at him and i pulled him up and i was like the snatch record i was like there's no way I'm going to be able to snatch 140 kilos. So the record was 139. Yeah. Like 137 is 300 pounds. Jeez. 140 is 308. And I hadn't attempted 140 since 2020. Yeah. Yeah, 2020. I did. So it's been three years. And um, only in Poland, I did the most I've ever done in, in that amount of time as well. And that was 137. I was like so excited to hit 137 again. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I could do 140. <laughs> Like, I just don't think I can do it. Plus, if I'm opening at 120. So I open at 120, which is 264. Yeah. And then I jump to 130, which is 297. And then I was like, fuck it. That felt good. Like, that felt good. I'm doing things right today. Yeah. So I jumped from 297 to 308. So did you need and, to, um, to jump to this highest one to win? No. It was just to, like, just to break the record. It was just a flex on him. Yeah. It was just like, well, let me see if I can get this record. You know, let me see. Let me see. It's uh, on. Like, it's like, what else can I do to like? Let me see how I can. What is my best? What can yeah. I do to like try and reach my best? I was like, I got my family here, but what my family there? <clears throat> what I really wanted to do is make all my lifts because they don't understand what's on the bar. They don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they understand when you don't make it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They understand yeah. if I don't make <laughs> right. it. So my yeah. priority one, <clears throat> priority one was to go six for six. Yeah. I knew if I went six for six, I was going to win them. I was going to win. Yeah. And then priority two, once I, I was like, well, let me see if I can still qualify for the AO finals, which is like a, an open division meet. Yeah. And uh, I would have had to hit, uh, I think, a, a 299 total. So I, like, my best total this year was 300. Yeah. But I did it in the weight class above. I didn't do it as a 109. As a 109, I did a 295. So, damn, you know, let me see if I can hit a 300. And then, I mean, so I opened at 120, and I was like, that, like, there's certain technical things that my coach has been trying to get me to fix. And I, I smoked 120, and then I did the 130 better than I've ever done 130. And I was like, well, if I make a mistake, at the next weight, I'm still going to make it because the mistake that I usually make it at 125, I didn't make it 130. Right. So I know that I like if I make that same mistake, I can still kind of squeak it out. Yeah, yeah. So let me go ahead and go for this 140 and just Do fucking it. trust that I've been doing the work. You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 I did it. It looked pretty good. And, um, and so I was going into the clean and jerk saying, like, well, I didn't remember that the national record for the clean and jerk was 171. What I knew is that my lifetime best total was 311. Mm -hmm. Amber is the color of your energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, Whoa. and so I was like, well, let me see. Like, I don't think I can <clears throat> do like a big clean, like a, I mean, 172 is pretty big. I haven't, I have not clean and jerked over 168 this year. Yeah. 
So four more kilos is, is a lot. If you've, you know, I mean, it's a lot. I tried 170 in Poland and I missed the jerk and that was haunting me. It was haunting me. I was like, I don't think I can even get to 170 today. Yeah. But I did the 140 and I was like, fuck me running. I guess I got more in the tank than I thought, you know? So I bumped up my opener in the clean and jerk. I opened at 160 and, and that, that, it kind of, it was funny because, you know, like when you're doing something that's really fast, like a split second like that, you, if there's anything that distracts you, it's going to distract you no matter what. Yeah. No matter how focused you are, you, you're capable of being distracted. And my family was like at the very back of the, competition hall they were like 10 15 rows back right yeah. and, and i could see them all and i knew where they were yeah and then um <clears throat> i go out for the clean and jerk and i can see the whole family back there and so i walk out to the barbell i look down I, I put my hands on the bar i go through my ritual of like getting ready to to take the lift and then right when i look up to initiate the lift i can see that my dad has walked forward and he's standing almost front row. Yeah. Because he want, he can't see that well. He wanted to get closer. Yeah. And right as I initiated the lift, I was like, oh, shit, my dad's right there. And, it, like, I almost fucked up that clean. Yeah. I got, like, uh. bodied by it. I got buried by it. And I, and I was, like, stood up, had to recover, hit the jerk. And I was like, fuck, I need to, I, I need to know that he's going to be there for the rest of the time, okay? So just be prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. Lift. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I, um, with that first lift, I broke the national record for the total. So I had already had the national record for the snatch. Yeah. I broke the national record for the total. So every single clean and jerk I did, I broke two more records each time. One for the Howard Cohen for the meet that I was at and one for the national total. So yeah. I did you know, three records on those three clean and jerks. And then the final clean and jerk just happened to be a national record as well. Because the the best clean and jerk was 171, and you did 172. So I did 172 yeah. like a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> That's awesome, though. So it's so cool. So yeah, I mean, it was like it was the last meet of the year, and it was the best. It was my best. It was the best meet of my life. Yeah, and you did it in front of your family. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that had to be like. I mean, did you talk to your dad about it afterwards? Like. That had so, to be an experience for him to see you do that. Like, yeah, I think you know it's funny. One actually, a guy that used to work with him, yeah, um, sent me a message because he's a powerlifter. Yeah, and he saw that I I posted these lifts on Instagram. And he messaged me. He's like, "Ah, man, I was <clears throat> just just having lunch with your dad the other day. <laughs> it's gotta feel real good to be able to do this with him there." And I was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's like." Maybe a couple decades later than I would have chosen. Right. You know? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but, right. but it took this long for me to be like, uh, you know, kind of like allow for the, the stress of them being there to kind of like to understand how to metabolize it the right yeah. way, to use it in a way that kind of like lift me up rather than stress yeah. me out. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, the, the, the way to, uh, the thing I realized just last night, I was like, that's an undefeated season. That's the first time I've ever been undefeated in any, like I was literally undefeated. So you won everything you competed in this year. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. To think about that, even at my most competitive, like, surf kayaking, I never won everything. I I got a lot of second places, you know, like, for the the national events. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's kind of been, like, I've competed in Masters Nationals six times now, and I've gotten first place three times three, and i've gotten yeah. second place three times yeah right and then the world championships i got second place twice and third place twice i never i never won it yeah and um that's, that's but funny. i think honestly to me like i mean don't get me wrong that grand slam is pretty cool there's only four there were four of us this year that did it so four people did it this year in different classes that's, yeah, different so, okay. age groups and different weight. One guy that was in the thirty-five-year-old age group, and then the other two guys were in the like sixty-year-old. Yeah. I mean, okay, basically, yeah. if you win at sixty, it's like, well, yeah. There's only like how many other people are still doing this shit and you know? taking it seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, but it's still a thing because yeah. you've got to stay healthy. Yeah, sure. It's you know, you got to stay healthy. You got to, you got to, you got to show up. Um, but I think the I think the coolest thing was the fact that I I had the I had my best meet. Yeah. Like I I, I objectively like I knew I as soon as I was going out there for that final clean and jerk I was like if I make this lift like this will be the the greatest I've ever lifted in one day yeah. in my entire life. And that's not just to be able to yeah. realize that and still do it. You know that's fucking cool. In front of your family is like extra, like satisfaction it yeah i mean cool. it's a shame because like i wish part of me wishes that i was still kind of like in like high school or some shit like that or college where they could be like try to come down on me with some sort of discipline or something or, yeah like, tell me my I'm decisions the... are wrong and i could be like well shut the fuck up yeah. grand slam, grand slam. oh you trying to talk to the grand slam champion like that <laughs> <laughs> i think not <laughs> I think when I when I see him next, like I, I'm thinking, I gotta go into work this afternoon, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about wearing all four of my gold medals into work today. Just wear them, just yeah. Be like heavy as the head. Don't that talk wears back the crown. to me today. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk yeah. back to me. I know what the fuck I'm talking about today. Yeah. You you, you can call. Oh, you, let me call up your dad. You did like, it like. You, you, you did it like this. Let me tell you how I would do it. Yeah, let me just tell you. Let me give you four <laughs> reasons why I would do it differently. Uh, yeah, you. I'll call your dad up and be like, "I think my bedtime's midnight tonight, not eleven. Yep. How about that? David, quit calling me all the time about this, please. I told you I was proud of you. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't have a curfew anymore. It's you. You can stay out as long <laughs> you, as you you've want. You've been living on your own since you were eighteen. <laughs> yeah. You gotta let this go, that's, man. Uh, that's awesome. You really yeah, yeah. Go. You gotta let this go. I'm not gonna. No, Dad. I need you to tell me that my my bedtime's eleven. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm do not that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not coming home till midnight. Okay, that's sure. And I'm I'm gonna watch a whole hour of TV today, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not gonna read two chapters of a book to earn those two thirty minutes. I'm not limiting my screen time today. And you know yeah. what? I'm not going to brush my teeth during the commercial break to get mm-hmm. ready for bed. Yeah. I'm just going to sit on this it. couch. Not doing it because I'm the, I'm the Grand Slam champion. That's it. That movie's rated R, too. <laughs> I'm watching Kickboxer. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not fast. I'm watching Kickboxer out in the open. That's right. And I'm not even going to have the previous channel button under my finger on the remote control just yeah. in case you walk in the room. I'm just right. going to leave it on. I'm leaving it on. Yeah. All the scenes that's, are playing. That's what a Grand yeah. Slam gets me, that's sir. That's what you get. Yeah, that's right. That's incredible. Well, congratulations. That's that's a that's a feat. I mean, honestly, that's that's amazing. Like having been involved in a thing that has a world championship, surf kayaking, whitewater, and like always having wanted to win one of those and never winning one, but then seeing how important it is to the people that win it and how that like there's always a thing I always correct people because I you know I'm I I'm still involved in the leadership of the surf kayaking stuff. People be like, oh yeah, that guy's a former world champion. I'm like, he's not a former world champion. When you're a world champion, you're a world champion. You may not be the current world champion, right. but you are a world champion forever. You get to be that forever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there ain't no former about it. And like, yeah. this is like a next level for you because you got that, but you also got this thing that's like, it's almost un- unobtainable for people to to win the almost. Grand Slam thing. Like that's and then. You won in front of your family in the last event, and then the the last lifts you did were just house money. Like, let me just see how yeah. far I can. These is I'm trying to beat myself now. Like, yeah, that's kind of incredible. Like, yeah, so I had a buddy text me. He said, "How good did that 140 feel?" Because yeah. 140 is not like is <clears throat> is probably well, I, honestly, like in Connecticut, <clears throat> there's two people. Yeah, two men. Wow, that have and done then it. And in Rhode Island, there's like, yeah, there's, well, that are like currently competing. Yeah. And then in Rhode Island, there's like four. Yeah. You know, there's just not a lot of people in this little region. Not to say that it's, I mean, it's a, it's a very pedestrian number for yeah. professionals. But it's a pretty big number for amateurs. And my buddy texted me, said, how that 140 feel? I said, I felt great. I felt like maybe I had one or two more key. I could have maybe done 143. But I wasn't going to jump to it, right? Yeah. And I said, but on that 172, I was like, that's my absolute limit. I couldn't have done – I could not have done 173. Yeah. There's a true limit left. Like, I almost missed that jerk. I almost missed it. So, anyway, let's get off of this. Well, let's congratulations. That's that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Like, And to, right. just, like, to – I mean, like, if we listen to the old episodes of the podcast, I think – I believe, like, a year ago you were saying, like, I don't know if I want to compete like this anymore. I don't know how much I can do this anymore. And like to go from that yeah. mindset to like set goals, meet the goals, exceed the goals. Like that's just, that's just awesome. Well, that's kind of what keeps you in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. You know, it was like, it was a rabbit to chase. Cause I, I didn't really have any other, I didn't really have anything else to chase. Yeah. I, I didn't think I would ever PR again. I didn't think I would get back up to, I didn't think I would snatch over 135 again. I, I was thinking yeah. 130, 160 would be kind of my limits from now on and whew. anyway yeah that's that's some hype for I'm sure, sure so. out of here no that's listen. that's some hype what's uh what's your hype still out hype still out yeah the uh so that the disc golf course designer came out and flagged a bunch of stuff for me to cut down yeah and that's good that's good that's my next grand slam <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my oh God! Boy. He came out uh, about a month ago, and he stayed out here for two weeks. 
update you so you that passed is. your 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 requirements from the city and stuff you, oh you yeah we didn't oh have an update on that that was, that. The last that was i was supposed to be up there yes, during but, that and i that's yeah. that was when we were supposed to be in in the area and we weren't um, oh my god that's yeah. right todd the saga of todd these people haven't even heard yeah, I mean, um, I'm not saying you have yeah. to say it here, but like that you did, you did win no, your, no, you won cool. your. So, it, battle with I, the city. I, okay, 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 okay. The meeting took two hours. This is the meeting to decide whether and, they're going to let you do what you want with your land, right? So, yeah. Yes, and an hour and fifteen minutes of that was people drilling me with questions. <laughs> I have, I've never been that nervous in my life. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. We just got done with all this shit. Come here. Yeah. I've never been that nervous. Yeah. That's and, like, um, having angry people ask you questions is uh, not fun. Yeah. Especially with like the fate of whether or not I'm going to get, yeah. to, it wasn't. And the thing that I, I, I had like the guy <laughs> that I've been working with, the civil engineer that I've been working with, he said in his, so it started out like his presentation yeah. Which was really what the commissioners were supposed to be voting on, right? The commissioners were supposed to be voting on whether or not my application yeah. met the regulations that were already the law. Yeah. Right? And then after that portion was over, it was open to question and answer to him or to me. Yeah. Naturally, all the questions went to me because he had already satisfied his portion of yeah. the presentation. In his presentation, he said, let's not misunderstand what we're doing here. There's going to be a disc golf course on this property. Yeah. It's getting built. The question that we're, we're addressing here is whether or not it is going to be allowed to be zoned as a commercial business, yeah. therefore allowing members of the public to come on here and play. But whether or not there's a disc golf course is not up to the commission. David's yeah. got a right to do this with his land, right? Which kind of made me feel pretty good, good. yeah that's you know good. it's like because because yeah. I, like, I am doing this you know yeah um yeah the 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 most of the stuff that i think i probably talked about in the last meeting came up you know taught the, this guy this neighbor was like you know like gun like bullets don't know the difference in property lines and you know what happens <laughs> if a bullet goes through a deer and continues traveling and hits a disc golfer. You, your commission, this, you, you guys are going to be responsible for that. Uh, you should, you should not let him build this disc golf course because he's putting everybody that plays it in danger. Uh, but even if you do allow it to be the case, then you should shut it down between September and December when it's hunting season. He's going to destroy the flora and fauna of the region um we bought this house in order to enjoy the flora and fauna of this region and yeah. this course is going to destroy that um there was a, you know what is to say that people are not going to trespass uh off of his property while playing disc golf and onto our property what? and then hurt themselves on our property <laughs> and then are are we going to be liable we're going to have to get better insurance because he's building this disc golf course um to which I was like, well, yeah, but like a hunter's just as liable to trespass onto my property as a disc golfer. I know, and onto yours, if not more. It's not like, but you're furthermore, never have, like yeah. there was a Zoom call happening, <clears throat> yeah. right? So this was like on Zoom as well as it was in person, and 
They were it was the husband and wife, Todd Todd and his wife Diane, and then their neighbor. They all wrote letters because yeah. they didn't know if they were going to be able to make the meeting. Yeah. And then Todd got on Zoom. Yeah. And um, and his wife was on Zoom too, but she was just typing questions in the yeah. comments, and like one of the questions was like, you know. What's the, what happens if one of the disc golfers throws a disc into a neighbor's property and then injures themselves trying to retrieve that disc? Yeah. And they so they turn to me. The, the commissioners are like, well, David, do you want to answer that question? And I was like, well, considering the fact that the disc golf course is not going to come within 150 feet of any property boundary, yeah. and in between the course and the property boundary is going to be woods, left is woods, what we're talking about here is an amateur disc golfer who can usually throw about 200 feet, throwing 150 feet in the wrong direction through woods into somebody else's yard and then making it through those woods and then hurting themselves while trying to retrieve a disc out of somebody else's yard. I said, well, that's probably about as likely as a bullet going through a deer and then hitting one of my disc golfers. Booyakasha. Oh. <laughs> it was a unanimous yes. The whole vote was. It was a unanimous. Yes. It was. It was two fucking hour long meeting, but it wound up being a unanimous yes. I could have that course. Um, I just the notion of like, yes, but what if I involuntarily manslaughter someone on David's property? Then whose fault will it be? Would it be my fault, the person who shot the the gun? Would it be my fault? I think not. <laughs> It is like <laughs> it's the town's it, fault. Yeah, is it is it is it me who's out of touch? No, it's the children. You know, Principal Skinner from It's from, the children. It's the yeah, children. It's the kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the children who are out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just yeah, that's so, wild, um, man. Like it, you shouldn't be shooting bullets like I'm going to have friends over regardless of this commercial thing. What if I have 10 friends over and we're having a barbecue? Am I not allowed to have a barbecue on my property cuz you're going to shoot us on accident? Like it's just we, insanity. We, um, it's insanity. Yeah, there was one lady who works for the town who just like there was a lot of people that sat in on this meeting that didn't yeah. have a vested interest, but it was like the most dramatic thing that they've seen <laughs> yeah. in years yeah. that they wanted to be there. Yeah. And um and one of those women that was there was like she raised her hand eventually and she was like, I'm sorry. It's like, are we, are none of us allowed to leave our house during hunting season? Cause the way he's making it sound, it's just like a danger to just like be yeah. out of the house. Is there no law that regulates this? <laughs> like what's going on? You know? Yeah. And these commissioners have to stay like, they have to stay like kind of like impartial, right? They're yeah. not allowed to, they're only allowed to ask questions about the topic. And, and after the meeting was over, Cause you know me, like the, the, the civil engineer before the meeting, I was like, what do I need to know? Like, you know, like, yeah. what can I do? And he was like, answer questions directly. Do not give any extra information mm -hmm. because if you give extra information, it might lead to more questions yeah. and you could find yourself in a, you know, in a rabbit hole. Then I looked at him dead in the eye and I was like, sure. <laughs> and then, you know, the first fucking question that they asked me, I was like, well, let me tell you a little something about New England disc golf. <laughs> And yeah. the whole, you know, I'm like, I'm like, it's like yeah. story. I mean, don't even, it's an hour, it was an hour and 15 minutes of me getting drilled with questions, but like the, my answers were like five to seven minutes, you yeah. know, a piece. But I thought that it was important, you know, to like, you know, one of the questions was like, what are you going to do with all the walls? 
Like, are you destroying the walls on the property uh, like in order to make this course? Walls, it's like yeah. the, one of the central features of New England disc golf is these walls. There's yeah. no way yeah. I'm destroying these walls, you know? And then they were talking about, like, how are you going to charge people? How are you going to protect liability? All this kind of stuff. So I had to teach them about what the norms were up here, yeah. you know, and all this kind of stuff. So I was answering questions, like, really, like, I was like, I was pretty good, you know, mm -hmm. at like how I was answering these questions, how calm I was staying, how I was like illustrating like what the spirit behind the question was about and how my answer kind of like addressed the, the letter of the question, but then the spirit behind the question as well and all this kind of stuff. And after it was over, I mean, it was like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> these people usually meet from seven to seven thirty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're ready to go home. And a bunch of those commissioners like came up because I was in no hurry to leave. I was just like kind of like catching up with the civil engineer and you know yeah. so on and so forth. And and at one point, oh my god! At one point, there's these two women that work at the town hall that are relatively young compared yeah. to everybody else. They're probably early fifties, right? And um, one of the <laughs> in the letter that this guy Todd sent, so. When I had Easy Does It Fest, yeah. I had this scavenger hunt and I had trail maps for everybody yeah. and I had signs out there that, that, you know, each trail had its own sign and all this kind of stuff. There's this one hole in the wall yeah. that goes into Todd's property. Yeah. And the hole in the wall is so clearly defined that it, it is possible to think that this is still David's property. Right. If you're out yeah. in the woods yeah. and you're on a scavenger hunt, and Todd has a trail camera because that hole in the wall goes straight to his like plot of food yeah. for his like bait field for yeah. deer. And his trail camera's facing that yeah. plot. And so he he called me up at the end of June and beginning of July and he's like, Hey, I got pictures of somebody in my field. Like, do you know who this is? And he texted me the pictures. And I was like, Yeah, man, that was a I had a party, I had a scavenger hunt, you know, I'm sorry, you know, somebody must have misunderstood yeah. where that boundary was. And, you know, he's like, and he was a little bit like, he's like, well, you know, we shoot bow and arrow in that area and like we're shooting at targets, but like my son could have shot somebody and not even known. And it was da it's dangerous, you know, you can't let, and I was like, look, man, this is the third time you've suggested to me if anybody goes into your property, they might get shot. I, I, I hear your message loud and clear. I'll get a fence up on that hole. You know, yeah. it's, it's obvious yeah, that, like, yeah. I, you know, I was like, I made that mistake first. That's on me. I'm sorry, yeah. you know. And then during the, in their letters that they wrote the town hall, they said, and he had a scavenger hunt on his property, and we've supplied a picture of somebody trespassing into our property. He can't contain people already, so this is only going to get worse. Now, I think that if I was them, I get it, Yeah. right? I get it. Yeah. And and so they the commissioner said, well, David, would you like to address this situation about some sort of scavenger hunt or something? We're not going to say that this picture is real. We're not saying the picture yeah. is real. We're just saying he's provided this picture. They had to hold it up. They had to present it on the record, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I said, <clears throat> first and foremost, that picture is real. And what you heard was that I had a scavenger hunt on my property. And what you're probably thinking is that sounds really silly. <laughs> and that's because it is. <laughs> I was like, I did. I had a scavenger hunt on my property. 
and it was really silly. And I was like, and we had, you know, we had a potluck dinner and we had a buddy mm-hmm. play music and yeah. it was a whole day long event. And I had, I was like, I had 20 teams of five, a hundred people doing a scavenger hunt and one person trespassed and it was a mistake and it was an honest mistake. And, what? you know, judging from the tone of this meeting and, you know, the tone of the questions, it's very obvious to me that if I'm going to make this work at all, I'm going to have to have good signage. I'm going to have to put a fence up at that hole in the wall, even yeah. though the out of bounds will be well before there. You know, I have a, I have a vested interest in keeping everybody out from my neighbor's yeah. property. And, uh, and after the meeting was over, those two younger women who work at the town hall, they came up to me and they were like, hey, so can we get an invite to that scavenger hunt? Because that <laughs> yeah, sounds fun that as sounds hell. Like I bet they aren't the only people who were like, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, this guy is way cooler than the fuck, than Todd. Todd, yeah. Um, I feel like we should have a meeting about what Todd's doing over there. Like, don't we need to have a vote on that? Maybe that needs to, I don't know. <laughs> It's not my decision to make, but yeah. <laughs> What's going on with Todd? Well, Todd sounds yeah, like so, it's a lot um, of like he's interested in some accidental murdering or something over there, and I don't I don't know what's going on. That's yeah, a, yeah. I guess so it's we, manslaughter. We uh, what was the so the the and then the there were like three guys that after the meeting was over, they were coming over. They were like, "Hey, man, you did a great job with your questions, you know." Good job keeping your cool. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And then three of those dudes are like, yeah, we're hunters. And uh, that guy's that guy's who gives hunters a bad name. Oh, He's like, if you don't know what's on the other side, of the, you don't take the shot. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this yeah. guy's ridiculous. He's being ridiculous. Yeah. Like we, They were like, you need to call the environmental, like DEM. They got cops. You know, if you ever have any problems, just call those guys up. They'll come resolve it real quick. You know, this ain't on you. This ain't a problem. That's quite you know? the endorsement. Yeah, that's that is that's mm-hmm. that's how I mean. I'm not a hunter, but that's how I would look at it too. Like, I mean, I've I've shot guns before. I know you got to be safe. You know, and like, seems like the onus is on you to yeah, be safe, the, not on other people. Well, the law in Connecticut so. is you, you you can't shoot a gun within 500 feet of another <clears throat> domicile. Yeah, and so like yeah. when he's in his tree stand, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, he's got, I don't know how many thousands of feet before he gets to my wall. Like yeah. generally speaking, he's going to be able to hunt. It's okay. Plus the time of day that he's hunting is not the time of day disc golf is happening. Right. But, um, you know, uh, but it's still something to think about. And it, so anyway, so I got the approval yeah. and so I immediately called up the designer and I was like, all right, get your ass up here. Let's go. Yeah. And he came up and he stayed for two weeks and he walked the property for two weeks. And it, it's, um, I mean, if I talk too much about it, then it'll just be a four hour long podcast. Yeah, yeah, to make yeah. a long story short, he's got the first 10 holes routed out. And he's, yeah. he's gone out there with like tape that you use for like property surveys, like yeah. that thin, mm-hmm. you know, tape. And he's got trees wrapped and he's got carrots up in the sky like up on branches and stuff like that where holes need to start and i'm not i'm gonna cut i gotta cut tons of trees now to create these sight lines that he's envisioning and the 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 thing i'll say about it is this guy doesn't brag i've talked i've been talking to him if not monthly 
weekly mm-hmm. for for 14 months. I've gotten to know this guy pretty well. Yeah. I've never heard him brag. I've never heard him tout wow. his own accomplishments. This is a guy that's in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. And he came to me the, the week before he was leaving, and we sat down to, to start going over some of the stuff on the map. And he said, he looked me dead in the eye. He said, I think you have an opportunity to have the most exciting par five in all of disc golf. And I was like, I, I got lemon booty. I was yeah. like nervous, right? Yeah. And then the guy that owns Maple Hill, which is like the big number one disc golf course up in Worcester, yeah. he came down on the Saturday that this designer was – walking the course with me yeah. to, to explain to me the routing of what yeah. I need to cut. So the guy that designed Maple Hill, that's an hour away who runs one of the coolest tournaments, you know, in the year and all this kind of stuff. He came down and we were all walking together. And I was, my fear of failure, if you look at like a no, like a speedometer, yeah. like it's been over the fear of failure it immediately yeah. went over to fear of success, yeah, right. you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, he was like, this is, this is it. You know, the yeah. designer was like, you need three things to have a really good course. You need good design. He's like, I'm pretty sure I've got that covered. Yeah. You need the right property. He's like, this is absolutely the right property. And then he's like, implementation. He's like, and that's where you come in. If you can do what I tell you to do, it's going to be real. That's cool. So, so I'm terrified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting though. It's really exciting. It's truly hype still out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of hype still out. Um uh the you know, how much work is ahead of me and then and then how much work is ahead of me. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. It's like yeah. if I do all the work to get this course built, then I'm gonna have a whole lot of work to maintain it and like and if it is popular then it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a lot more frequented by people than I kind of expected initially. Yeah. So yeah, it might be more popular than you thought. So we'll but see. That's, yeah, yeah, it's a good problem to have. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, nice. Um, yeah. My not the what hype. About you? Let's, well, my hype still out is the the tournaments coming up and stuff. I think um, that would be my hype mm. still out. Uh, a little bit of the hype still out is in my not the hype, I guess. My not the hype is the holidays, the dreaded holidays. Mm-hmm. I love Halloween. That's already happened. That's my wedding anniversary. We had a great time. Uh, but the dread and the anticipation of, oh, God, here comes the holidays. And it always comes, and I have a decent amount of t- decent time, enjoyable time. But leading up to it is like this, like, dread of like oh god i gotta do things i'm gonna have to see people i'm gonna have to do this and that so that's my hype still out i just gotta try to reframe it of like well thanksgiving's coming up but you like to eat so that one seems Ooh. like it's okay right like at least gonna get to eat right so i don't know what's the plan on that one don't know yet we've got options we haven't gone to my parents house for thanksgiving in a while i would just like to stay home and cook here we've done that like every other year for a few years now. Um, yeah. But I'm not really sure what to do. So we'll see. And even more uh, even more unsure about my, you know, Christmas, because last year famously my parents canceled because of, you know, COVID. But who knows mm-hmm. what they're going to do this year. Um, I don't know. But it's fine. Uh, we'll see. It'll be all right. Well, I hope you get together with your family because – 
I'd like I I'd like somebody to really dig into this Israel Palestine stuff, and oh. I just feel like your parents are primed for it. I can't wait to sit down for one of these meals at some point and be like, well, "What about the Middle East? How about that? <laughs> what do y'all think about that? Let's talk about this. How about the Middle East? Let's talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll oh man. Um, okay. What's your What's your not the hype? Okay. <clears throat> Well, so I get back, you know, I'm flying back from Nashville yesterday. I land. I don't land until, I don't know. I'm driving home. It's it's midnight. Yeah. I'm driving home at midnight, and I'm on these little highway that takes me out to my house in the country, and it's like, it's been a long weekend, you know, and I'm, I'm ready to get home, and it's late. I'm driving pretty fast, you know, driving 70, and I get back. I fucking get pulled over, and the cop is like, "You realize this is a forty-five mile per hour speed zone?" You were like, "Do you and realize that like, I'm the Grand Slam champion?" <laughs> Watch that. Like, you, you want me to me. get the medal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been, you know, it's been yeah, so long since I've gotten like sucks. that busted. Uh, it turns out the cop was kind of like he took it easy on me. He's like, "Look, I wrote you a ticket for five over." Wow. Otherwise, it would have been a four hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. He's like, furthermore, your car's registration has expired. Oh shit! So it could have gotten towed tonight. Damn. And I was like, all right, well, a cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fuck. Fuck. Maybe. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the police. He said, "You seem like him. a nice guy." Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you say that because I'm white. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. Uh, it's, it's, so, I don't know. It's like a $95. But I kind of, like, I, I, I set the appointment with the DMV for Friday of this week. Yeah. I was like, he's like, it's been expired since May. Your car's been expired since May, dude. Uh, and and not have been like, and it's been fine this time, right? Nobody, <laughs> yeah, like, the drive's in, just fine. I nobody's got in trouble. Or, I mean, nobody, I hadn't had any problems. <laughs> I was like I gulp yeah. whoops whoops so yeah that's my not the high yeah what have what you been consuming um I have been I so I we're getting into December and I need to start listening to new music again because we got our top five coming up at the end of the year you know for the albums yeah. and stuff and I have been this might be I might have listened to so this might be the year I've listened to the least amount of music in like 10 years. Like I just have not been listening to music. Um, but I'm trying to listen to some stuff that's relatively new. I listened to that new post Malone album that came out like a month or two ago. Uh, Austin. Yeah. It's, it's all right. I to I, it, it all. It's It's like his rock album. Um, and it's, yeah. I didn't like the, I didn't like the last one was a super whiny, like weird, like, super lazy sounding and then the one before that is the one that has circles on it and stuff and i love that album i really like that a lot i can't remember what that album was called but um this one is like this is it's all right jackie's been listening to it when she makes dinner and stuff so it's been playing in the house and like it's growing on me like i think it's good but there's some songs on it i really like and the rest of it feels a little fillery but uh i will say he has a he had did a recent um tiny desk concert I know you like those, yeah. uh, and it was really yeah. good. If you, if you like any of his music, his Tiny Desk was really good. Um, 
and uh, we listened to it on the way to the tournament recently and it was it was he did a good job on it um and tiny does been killing it lately yeah i think the guy that started that left npr now or something yeah he retired yeah he retired bob boylan retired yeah. yeah but they've got they've got their own momentum now you know it used to be like a treat yeah it used to be just you once know, in now a while it's kind of right? like yeah Anybody that's like doing an album tour that's coming through DC yeah. is probably going to. Gore did one. Yeah. There's, the good, the best one recently, uh, in my opinion, is a woman by the name of Caroline Polachek, and she is like just like a pretty straightforward like pop musician, but she's like the child, uh, the sp- like sonic child of like Imogen Heap okay. and Bjork, mm-hmm. but then also like kind of like standard pop too. Yeah. Um, and I, I like her a lot. Her album, <clears throat> actually, in the music league that I've been doing, the last week's prompt, or two weeks ago, the prompt was, what's the best song that's been released this year? Mm. And I went to put in one of her songs, and somebody else had already submitted that song. Oh, wow. What's her name again? Yeah. Caroline Polachek. Her voice is pretty killer. And the Tiny Desk, obviously, kind of like, emphasizes that because mm-hmm. it sounds like she's singing through like an auto tune almost like she's it's almost like she's layering her voice in real time while yeah. she's singing it's okay. nuts yeah a little electronic um, aspect to it um that's cool mm-hmm. uh i tell you the one i watched recently that they did randomly which i had i have zero interest in this group never have really cared about them was cypress hill I watched Cypress yeah. Hills. It was actually really good because they were telling awesome stories about like making music and what it was like to work with other people and stuff. And uh, they had a, I think they had like some some horns playing with them too um, when they were doing it. If I remember right, it was, it was like really three good. weeks in a row where like the <laughs> first week was Juvenile, yeah. the second week was Gore, and the third week was Cypress Hill. And yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on? Random. That Juvenile yeah. one was really good. The what? The which one was really good? Juvenile. Oh, yeah. I didn't want, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. That whole thing came about because somebody tweeted at him and said, like, you should do a Tiny Desk concert. And he replied, like, what the fuck is a Tiny Desk? <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, like six months later, here he is there doing he is. it. And, and the thing about that Tiny Desk show is that Manny Fresh is with him because Manny Fresh, yeah. like, made all of his songs. And it's basically Juvie and Minnie Fresh, and then they're backing band, and they're both like telling stories yeah. and making jokes, and it was just like, it was really cool. I mean, the, you know, I mean, the music itself was like more nostalgic, cool than it was like interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's I was how it was. Raised with, on that. Yeah, that's how it yeah. was with the Cypress Hill one. This is this yeah. this thing is like the spiritual successor to like. Uh, MTV Unplugged and then VH1 Storytellers, right? That's kind of the, <laughs> yeah. like, it's for yeah. a viral age. Yeah. Like, and I think it yeah. was ahead of its time, is why it, you know, it's been going on like 10 years or something, right? They've been doing these. Even more than that. Maybe longer I than think, that. But yeah. they, they weren't really like, they were just kind of like every once in a while, somebody'd be like, did you see that? And then, but I think it was ahead of its time. Now it's, now it, it lines up with social media and stuff so well and like the hype cycle of things yeah. and like they're really leaning into that. And, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's good. Yeah, there's a yeah, yeah. I got a special place in my heart for Bob Boylan and and uh, Tiny Desk. And uh, I mean, you can yeah. at this point you can just search Tiny Desk and and whoever your favorite artist is. There's, and there's probably, probably one. one. Yeah, I mean the Sturgill one's great. The 
The Anderson Pack one is still my favorite. Yeah. Of all, I have of to them. watch that one. Um, uh, Mac Miller one was really was, good. Um, Mac Miller one, gets yeah. a lot of yeah. That's that it. one's that's maybe one the most popular of, one they've ever done. I think just because everybody talks about that one all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not even a huge Mac Miller fan, but it's that. Uh, when T Pain did it, that was when everybody was like, "Oh my God, T Pain can actually sing because yeah. he wasn't using his auto tune." Yeah. And, you know, it's like he's a good singer. Yeah, he's a good anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um. Yeah, so what about you? What have you been what music you've been listening to? Well, so I'm not answering on music. Okay. I'm, what do you what do you got? I just finished the third installment of the Bourne franchise. Uh, I've been I went back and watched all three of the first three Jason Bourne movies yeah. over this past couple weeks. I'm I'm trying to build out a calendar that's about five years long where between kind of like Halloween and New Year's I rewatch a movie series that has at least three movies in it yeah and um and this I was like let me let me just go back to these boring movies you know what I'm saying yeah and uh I'll be damned if they don't. They they hold up. I, now, yeah. I you know I know that the Born Legacy starring Jeremy Renner, and then there's Jason Bourne, which is like a you know comeback for Matt Damon. We'll see how those hold up, or yeah. if they hold up. I mean, I think the fourth one's going to hold up because it's got Edward Norton in it, and Edward Norton yelling at people in a conference room. It's just like it's it's catnip. For is that me. the Jeremy Renner one? The fourth one? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. He, it, Jeremy Renner taking over for Matt Damon there. And then... Yeah, kind of like... Well, there was this time where, like, Jeremy Renner had done The Hurt Locker, and yeah. so everybody in Hollywood was like, this guy needs to be an action star, right? And so he does that Bourne movie, and it doesn't perform as well, but I don't think it's Jeremy Renner's fault. And then he comes in and does Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the successor to Tom Cruise, and then Tom Cruise's ego won't let it happen, <laughs> yeah. and Tom Cruise takes back over, and then you know Jeremy Renner falls down the tree into the Marvel universe as Hawkeye, and then his own questionable kind of personal life shit that came out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, but I, I guess Matt Damon was tired of the franchise, so just kind of didn't want to do it again or something. Yeah, I think he was ready to move on and and not be Jason Bourne. But now anymore, he's back. Is there have they released another one with him? They did a fifth one with him. With I Matt only Damon. watched it okay. once and it came out a long time ago. So oh, I mean, it probably yeah, came man. out in like 2009 wow. or 2010. That and long so ago? it's just been a long time. Yeah. Well, well, let's see the third Bourne movie was 2007. So probably wow. the fourth Bourne movie with Jason, Jeremy Renner was probably 2010 or so. Yeah. So maybe Jason Bourne and that's the title of the fifth movie is just Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne yeah. I think that could have been 12 or 13, but even that that's huh. 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I can't keep up with time. I remember really <laughs> liking that first one and being like, okay, this is like a different James Bond kind of thing. Like it's a different take on James Bond and like it's good and you know yeah, I mean, it's like, I think the thing, the things that I credit it for is like after the first Bourne movie, everybody thought Shaky Cam was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And yeah. then, like, it, with respect to like the comparison of 007 and Mission Impossible, these are movies, the Bourne movies were movies that were driven less by one big stunt piece and more by like smaller more practical stunt pieces that 
didn't ask as much suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it was and more it realistic. Felt fresh. It was more. It was and like the, the realistic version of James Bond, and then James Bond did yeah. that. Afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. They, they they started following that, that model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally had a huge series. influence on on that kind of like that genre of movie. It's just like the action packed yeah. movie. It's like, well, we don't want to see this guy that's like basically Superman, you yeah. know. And it's funny because like Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible went in the opposite direction, right? Like yeah. Dom Ridiculous. Toretto is Superman, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically, I mean, some have said that like the Fast and the Furious franchise is basically a superhero movie that acknowledges that people of color exist, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, as opposed yeah. to like the Marvel yeah. cinematic universe. Yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, that's a way to look at it. Um, but this, I would say that Bourne is on the other end of that continuum where it's like, there is some stuff, especially in that third Bourne movie, the Bourne ultimatum. That's kind of like, yeah, we're getting a little bit out of, out of range of what is humanly kind of possible. And then the big, kind of like story change in the Bourne legacy, which is the one with Jeremy Renner, is that they're starting to evolve the use of pharmaceutical enhancement for these agents that make them, you know, recover faster physically and then also make them cognitively sharper and like smarter. Yeah. And, um, and so it's a little bit a, a step toward the unbelievable from the original thrust of the first three Bourne movies. Now, this is somebody that's talking about these movies that's never read any of the books. Yeah, the books are an interesting story because I was reading recently somewhere that the I think that the person who originally wrote the original series died, right, the author. And then someone has been writing Bourne books. They hired, the estate hired somebody to write the more Bourne books. And there's like 20 of these books or something now. And that person... Yeah, I mean, it's... That person recently like a, retired from it and said, I don't want to do it anymore. So now they're hiring like another person to write these books. Um, wow. You know, I, that, I, mean, I might be getting that story, story wrong, but yeah. Well, it's just like uh, Star Wars or anything else like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like, it's a universe. Yeah. This is a universe yeah. that we can, yeah, you know, we can, we can play around in. Robert Ludlum was the author. Yeah. He died in 2001. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess people took over for that, and then yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I never thought to go back and look, watch those, but I'm I'm willing to do that. We we did that action movie in August, so it would fit in with that kind of thing. Maybe we'll do that next year for August and watch a bunch of the board movies. Yeah, and, uh, but um, cool. Um, okay. So we did this year for our Halloween. We watch horror movies in October, and we do a theme to it because you know Jackie always got to have oh, a theme. Yeah. So this year was aliens versus insects. So it was alien movies and insect movies, and um, not fighting each other. But like we watched, you know, half of the movies were a movies about aliens that were scary, not like just sci-fi movies, but like Fire in the Sky. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but it's super scary about a alien Fire in the Sky. And, I think um, that's the that's like the '90s era abduction movie. Yeah, and it's got a terrifying alien abduction scene in it. Uh, it's actually really yeah. scary. Uh, not, it's more about the psychological effects of what if this happened to people than it is about the aliens. Uh, it's based yeah. on like a quote unquote true story. Um, so we watched that one, and uh, Alien was on the list this month, and we watched a bunch of like '50s B movies that were about giant ants and stuff like that. But we watched this recent movie called No One Will Save You on Hulu. Um, 
it's one of those movies, as you have done in the past, I would recommend you don't read anything about it if you want to watch it. Just okay. watch it. It yeah. is su- It's more interesting than it is good, I think, but it is interesting enough that I was like, ah, oh, that was kind of, that was interesting, a neat take. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I won't tell you a whole lot about it, but it is about alien abductions. It is a little bit scary. It's more creepy than scary. Um, so if you're okay. not into scary stuff, it's still like, but it's, it's, it is, it is a very interesting movie. Uh, it's a movie that feels like doesn't get made anymore because of the state we're in with, you know, uh, mid-level indie films. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it, I can't remember anybody recognizable being in it. It's like a cast of unknowns and, um, I don't know. It's just, it was out of the stuff we watched. It was like the most interesting movie, I think. So. And okay. it came out. It came out in October on Hulu. Um, okay. You got any other consuming that you're? You want to? Talk um, about? I don't. I mean, I mean, Goose is back on tour. They're doing their Europe tour. If you, I think. Uh, I don't think I have anything to add on that. I'm building out my winter playlist. Let me. There was something. Oh, you know what? I went back to an album that's nine years old now. That yeah. somebody had suggested. A buddy of mine sent me a, you know, the album. He's like, yo, I'm trying to learn some of the guitar yeah. from this album. And it just it shows me just how much better this guy is than anybody gives him credit for. And that was D'Angelo's Black Messiah album. Yeah. That came out in 14. That album was, was hot. And then he kind of fell. That was like his comeback, right? And then. That was his comeback and album. And then yeah. now he's gone away again. Um yeah, I mean, yeah. he's gone again. And then, the um, so that's just like, I mean, that's an album that has been around. You either know it or you don't. If you don't know it, go check it out. If you do know it, you probably forgot about it, and it's worth going to listen to again. And then there's this musician I've been listening to, or like, I think it's, I don't know too much about it, but the the band or musician or pseudonym is The Bones of J.R. Jones. Okay. And they or he released an album this year that's very good um but i was i was kind of diving deep there's a song called stay wild by the bones of jr jones and i think anybody that listens to that song is going to enjoy that song it's just a really good song i've i've been working on you know what my playlist is going to look like for winter of this coming year and that song is on there, and of all the other songs on that playlist so far, that's the one <laughs> band where I've been like, I need, I want to go listen to more of this band. Yeah. You know, that's a, how I'd set up those playlists initially. Is always like, what's coming out? What's the music that I want to be reminded of to go back yeah. to to listen to? Yeah. Um, but if you go to my Spotify, <laughs> go check out Fall of 2023. I've been listening to that playlist more frequently. That's to... one of the stronger playlists I've made in the past couple of years. I need to. I always. I wish you would remind me when you finish a playlist because I. I always mean to go look at them and then I forget. So. Um, well, I did listen to your yeah. Fall Twenty Two uh, playlist about a Again? week ago. Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I didn't, did, one I didn't text year, you because yeah. I didn't want to give you the uh, the satisfaction. Satisfaction. But... Yeah, that was a good one. There's some good tracks on there that I liked. Yeah, it's a nice chill. Go out. listen to Fall Twenty Three. I think you'll like it. I will. Oh my oh, god! Nice. And just for you, I found a playlist. Called Punk to Alt Country Pipeline. <laughs> yeah, you gotta share that with me. 
Punk to alt country. <laughs> I'm a, a notoriously a fan of of punk artists that become alt alt country. So, uh, yeah, you know, as they all do. That's funny. Yeah, to check that out. That's it for me. Yeah, so I have one more thing. This kind of was kind of big for me because it's one that's been on my list for my whole life, basically since I was eighteen okay. or something, and it's one that has influenced everything that I tend to like, and also features like all these actors that went on to do things that I loved, and it is the HBO series Oz about yep. the Oswald prison. Uh, that's it's a it's a drama and it predated the, uh, the Sopranos. It was what led the way to things like the Sopranos becoming, you know, HBO. It's not TV. It's HBO. It was like the first of those things. Um, have you ever watched Oz? Yeah. I've watched like probably all the first season. Yeah. Um, I didn't have much interest in it. I knew it was brutal and it was ahead of its time because it was so brutal. And, uh, I watched it and I, God, I got addicted to it in a way I haven't gotten addicted to a show in a way. I just had to finish it. Um, really interesting show. Uh, and the acting is incredible. J.K. Simmons, before J.K. Simmons was, was J.K. Simmons. Um, Dean Winters, obviously the May, the guy from the Mayhem commercials, and he's been in Law and Order and all this stuff. All these actors that went on to be on The Wire are in it and went on to be on, law and order and stuff are in it and all the you know I'm, i love watching shows and being like ah that person was in the wire it must be the same casting director jackie always makes fun of me it's same casting director um that guy mayhem was in the firstborn movie too was he really he shows mm-hmm. up in all kind of stuff and i'm like oh i thought he was just in like uh um law and order for like you one know, season and quit. you know who else so you know i mean these born movies are set up where you've got like the room yeah where they've got all this stuff on the on the screens, and yeah. there's like one guy running the show, and everybody yeah. else is at a computer, right? Yeah. One of the other guys at the computer was Walter Goggins. Oh, really? That's funny. He's another guy that's just in stuff all the time. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I love. Anyway, it. I love. Keep going about Oz. Anyway, Oz. I mean, Oz is like a theater troupe. The yeah yeah of, it, of actors yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because the whole show is presented almost like a stage play. Um, it's got this mm-hmm. narrator and the way that it's very like it. It does have things to say about the prison system and prison reform and stuff like that, but it's it's kind of a soap opera. But it's told mm-hmm. in this very dramatic way that doesn't kind of make logical sense sometimes. Like people are sentenced to death and then they get they die the next day, and it's like that's not how this works. Like it takes years and years of death row and blah 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 blah. Right. But it's all servicing this like sort of like stage play aspect to it, and that there's yep. times where the actors almost turn and wink at the camera. Not quite that level of it, but it's really weird show. Interesting, incredible acting performances from everybody in it. Uh, Ernie Hudson's in it. Rita Moreno's in it. Uh, B.D. Wong is in it, um, and Jesus. continue. And Christopher Maloney is in it, and just this like you know stabler from Law and Order in this uh-huh. role that's like just brutal and not like what you think him as. And um, yeah, it's, it's a total soap opera. The wheels kind of fall off by the end of it, but I was just hooked on it. And it's, it's really, they really like aimed for the fences. I realized that a lot of the people that were involved with it had been involved with homicide life on the streets, which I really like, which is a David Simon connected thing. 
That's why uh-huh. I think a lot of the actors in Oz went on to be on The Wire because, you know, Barry Levinson or whatever was involved in it and was involved in The Wire, I think. And um, But anyway, it, that show is influenced. I can see why that show is like always brought up as like, hey, this is one of the cornerstones of modern TV because it influenced yeah. it influenced a lot of things that wound up being better than it, but we wouldn't have those things that yep. were better than it without it. Oz walked so Sopranos <clears throat> could run. Yeah. So Mad Men could fly. Yeah. Uh, Edie Falco's yeah. in the show. It was like her first breakout yeah. role. Um, and she leaves the show at some point abruptly. And I was like, I bet that's when the Sopranos started. And sure enough, that's when the Sopranos started. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I mean, it's on HBO max or whatever it's called now, max, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I recommend it, but it is, uh, there's a lot of death and a lot of sexual assault in it. <laughs> so like be yeah. warned. It is, it is not an easy watch. I think that's why I had to finish it, but it, it is very brutal. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. Um, also a kid rock song, notably in one of the episodes, like kid rock before kid rock was popular. So Ooh, there's one. Right. No, just want to get Jake to watch it there. Jack. You just got it, Jake. Yeah. You probably got Matt to watch it too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No Jimmy Buffett in it though, but RIP. Um, <laughs> any, you got anything else? No. I'll quit yammering. Yammering. I, I've, I've been talking yammering. too much. I guess that's the yeah. point of a podcast. It is. I'm glad we did this today because I've, I've wanted to talk. So, um, Well, everybody else can be even more glad. Yeah, there you go. I hope, yeah, you said not many people listen. But I think that they do. But probably we'll not. find out. We'll see. Uh, you can check us out on, at our shitty oh, website. I, I got some. Oh, I go, ahead. Some. go ahead. Lopo listens. Uh-huh. And I want to, I don't know if he's going to make it this far, right? Yeah. If he makes it this far, he gets fan of the week. Yeah. If he's got to let us know that he made it this far though, or it's not. Well, I was, I was, I was on video games with him a couple weeks ago and he goes, Hey, so what happened with the, uh, with the town vote? And I was like, Oh my God. Way to go. Yeah. So Lopo. Yeah. Just buy that out of there. Yeah. Lopo is just sneaky listening, download listening. Um, yeah, Lopo, wouldn't want anybody to know. Yeah, Lopo, message us, let us know you listen to this episode, and you get to be number one fan. If not, then number one hater. No, yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, yeah, so to get in contact with us, you can contact us via I don't like their old stuff at gmail.com. Lopo also has our phone number, so you can text us. Uh, you can check us out, IOLTOS.com, our shitty website. And you can find us where podcasts are found, Spotify for sure, and I think on Apple. And uh, I guess that's it. We out. See you next time. Have a good night.